Welcome to the New Era of Wealth Building Podcast, formerly the MLMSuccess.com podcast. This show will reveal a new era of team building that has been created by smart contracts on the blockchain and technology that wasn't even available a couple of years ago and most still don't know exist or understand today. We share with you real success stories from real people that are happening right now today. While traditional network marketing companies have fallen into a state of dissipation and delusion, what Mr. Calvert calls a social club, there is one company and organization whose members are progressing and growing their incomes weekly. This organization is led by the host of this podcast, Dale Calvert. Dale has always said that real product and network marketing is people. Dale has always taught, if you build people, people will build the business. We believe network marketing is the number one personal development program on the planet with a compensation plan attached. When you combine wisdom of the ages success principles, proven personal development systems, and a new era opportunity, you have the formula for life-altering success stories. And that is what we share with you in this podcast. So here is your host, who has a goal to develop 500 six-figure earners and 10 millionaires on his team over the next few years. A small-town guy that figured out early in his career that the real product in network marketing is people. And the magic and Ziggs quote, you can have anything in life you want if you help enough other people get what they want. Dale Calvert. Hey, this is Dale Calvert. Welcome to this session, Session 358, The Network Marketing Insane Asylum, Your Escape Plan. I really wish I could record this session in a British professor accent because you may, more, you may pay more attention to this very critically important concept that I'm going to be sharing with you. I can assure you that you have never heard anything like this. What you are getting ready to hear, if you don't let this message sink in, this is one of those that people will be telling me 5, 10, 15 years from now, the rest of my team building career. Man, Dale, I wish I'd, I'd really listened to you when I heard that talk that you did, the session you did in that podcast about the Network Marketing Insane Asylum. I would give anything if I'd listened to that in more detail and really let that sink in when I first heard it. I hear this these type of messages from people regarding different messages we've done over the years on a weekly basis. This is going to be one of those, ladies and gentlemen. So I just urge you to do whatever you have to do and really let this information sink in. So stay with me. I never say this, but I'll say it this time. Turn off all your distractions, and I'm going to do my very best to communicate this concept to you. I'm going to be asking you a lot of questions throughout this session, and I think probably the best question to start with, and you'll have a few minutes to think about this, do the insane know they are insane? Do crazy people know that they are crazy? Do crazy people know they are crazy? Do the insane know they are insane? Think about that. So what conclusion did you come to? Do the insane know they're insane? Uh, Personally, I don't think they do. I mean, years ago, there was a real classic Amway audio 
training, and the title of the training was Pigs Don't Know, Pigs Stink. Pigs Don't Know, Pigs Stink. And what he was basically saying is, as human beings, we don't know what we don't know. We do not have any way of knowing that which we do not know. It's just absolutely truth, and it's something that once you really start wrapping your mind around, you start opening your mind at a higher level because you realize maybe you don't know everything that you think you know. And that goes for all of us. Self-limiting beliefs are almost impossible to uncover because they're true beliefs. They're true beliefs. If we have a true belief about something, how do we see the opposite? It's almost impossible. Uh, They're not called self-limiting opinions. There's a concept in psychology called cognitive dissonance. I have no doubt, I have no doubt, none whatsoever, that the majority of network markers, that means you, suffer from this condition and have no idea that this mental state even exists. Let me say that again. And again, I realize this is a really strong statement, but I sincerely believe that 95% of network markers have cognitive dissonance regarding their business, and they don't even know that they have it. They don't even know it existed. They don't even know they stink. They don't even know that they're insane. And I'm going to share with you why, but before we start, let me just say that I believe and this is my personal belief, and I know most of you are not going to agree with this, but this is my belief based upon a lot of research, a lot of facts, uh, a lot of data, a lot of trend data, and, and this is my belief. And my belief is, is, that, is that if you want to develop a career income and, and the residual income lifestyle that network marketing promises, 95%. so that probably means you, of network marketing opportunities, whatever you're working, are a 100% waste of time. And I know you don't want to hear this, but that's my true belief. And when you think about it, to think all network marketing opportunities and all network marketing teams are the same They're all the same. Network marketing opportunity is a network marketing opportunity. The products and the services, blah, 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 don't matter. When you really believe that, and a lot of people do, when they think everything is the same, that is very naive and very irrational. And I hope most of you that listen to this podcast on a regular basis at least agree with that. I think it's 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 undebatable. And I find it fascinating that network marketing has always created products within the niche or leaders within the niche or companies that that develop what can only be described as cult-like followings. Cult-like followings. And and there's many reasons uh, this us-against-the-world mentality has developed. Honestly, I think it's necessary to give yourself a chance at building a real business, a a real team and lifestyle, and the passive income that the profession, you know, promises. I think you have to be a little bit brainwashed, and I think this type of brainwashing is necessary. And, And I believe most real leaders would probably agree with me, but very few would probably ever admit it publicly. 
The only way to build a network marketing team part-time is with a full-time attitude. A full-time attitude is required if you're part-time and you want to one day become full-time and make a living with network marketing. You know, I talk about this idea of being of brainwashing yourself uh, in, in much detail in session 350 of this podcast. If you haven't heard that, it would probably be worth a listening, a listen. Uh, the title of that session, number 350, is Brainwash Yourself, The Secret of Entrepreneurial Motivation, Cracking the Code. I mean, learning to brainwash yourself is an important success principle and very valuable when your mindsets are not based around your personal preferences, your feelings, are the feelings of those that you listen to that you perceive to be leaders but have no track record of really developing other leaders. There's a lot of people in the industry we call leaders that are nothing more than follower-gatherers. They just gather followers, but they don't develop real leaders, as Brian Tracy said, and as you've heard me quote, you know, hundreds of times on this podcast, real leaders develop other other leaders. They don't develop followers. So I think, again, learning to brainwash yourself with the right ideas, principles, concepts is is very important. And I think it's very destructive when you brainwash yourself with your personal feelings, what you believe, uh, what the leader or person you're calling a leader is teaching if they have no track record. Uh, Your brainwashing must be based upon proven wisdom of the age of success principles from classic books, from classic books, wisdom of the ages, principles that have stood the test of time, you know, from books like, well, of course, the Bible is the number one uh, original self-help book. Uh, but the Bible and The Richest Man in Babylon, uh, books like Think and Grow Rich and Cyber, Cyber Psycho-Cybernetics and The Magic of Thinking Big and a lot of the classics. And I think as long as your brainwashing is based upon wisdom of the ages, principles, and math, math, documentation, numbers, uh, margins of predictability, and undisputed science that matters and are the proven track record of your mentor or leader. If you're a leader with a large team, you need to understand the responsibility you have to your team. It's human nature for people uh, on your team to copy your beliefs until they can develop their own. And you know that if without belief, and what they're doing, they don't have a prayer of building a network marketing team today. So you have to be careful what you're saying and why you're saying it. I mean, trying to compare, uh, just an example, trying to compare a monthly auto ship with live, or a monthly membership fee with Live Good and the 30 nutritional products, the 30 Me Too <laughs> nutritional products that they offer. And trying to compare that with an Amazon membership that offers literally millions of products, millions shipped to your door free, uh, is just, it's just ludicrous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's insane 
to logical thinking, business-minded entrepreneurs. You cannot compare the two. They aren't even in the same ballpark. Uh, but And every time that your team member repeats what you've said uh, regarding that, real entrepreneurs listen to them and think these people are insane. They've lost their minds. What are they talking about? How are they trying to compare millions and millions and millions of dollars worth of every type of product you can imagine? If you can think about it, you can find it on Amazon. I don't care if we're talking about toothpicks or automobiles. How are you trying to compare that to 30 nutritional products that live good? Me too, nutritional products that live good sales. It's 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 insane. It's insane. So when your brainwashing is based upon the wrong factors, when it's based upon the wrong factors, you become delusional. When your brainwashing is based upon the wrong factors, the wrong principles, the wrong facts, facts that make no sense to anybody except your upline, <laughs> then you become delusional. You will become delusional. And the longer you go without any real documented success in your business, and some people go for years, and the longer you go, the more delusion, uh, that delusional state will progress until you find yourself in a state of what science calls cognitive dissonance, which causes you to defend everything in spite of all logic and reason. You defend everything in spite of all logic and reason. Logic and reason does not register in your brain because of this cognitive dissonance. And it's a real state of mind. So when people have this conditions when when they have this condition where their when their when their brain has gotten into a state of cognitive dissonance they can be confronted with numbers math documented facts wisdom of the ages principles and they end up responding to basic basic questions with ideas that make no logical business sense whatsoever and and thus they end up babbling like an idiot that just escaped from the insane asylum. And I'm not being, I'm not trying to be harsh or rude or crude. I'm just trying to share with you the process, what happens to people. I mean, since getting involved, you know, during the pre-launch with Collector Act about oh, six months ago, or so ago, and producing the training called the MLM Box. If you haven't seen that, the MLMbox.com and also the last MLM.com. Uh, since we produced those, uh, I've literally spoke to over a thousand people that are attempting to build a business, but unfortunately they suffer from cognitive dissonance and they have no idea that they do. And to say this is concerning to the future of this industry is it's an understatement. I mean, it's a real understatement. Uh, it's why network marketing has become the butt of a lot of jokes. And I, I understand why it's happened because all logic and reason 
Once, once, once cognitive dissonance kicks in, all logic and reason leaves your brain. And there are very few network marketing distributors that can talk factually about the data surrounding their companies without get without getting triggered into a babbling, emotional, irrational state because they suffer from this cognitive dissonance. This condition makes what we would otherwise feel are intelligent, normal, logical people. And I'll just say it. I mean, when it comes to really understanding how to build a team, proven systems to building team, proven principles around building an MLM, MLM team, the only way to describe these people is absolutely, they are absolutely insane. Insane. And they end up trying to defend opportunities and decisions that are undefendable. Thus, I guess is really the reason for this session. And if you're still with me, I hope you'll listen to it to the end because this is a concept that is critically important, not just for your personal future, the future of your team members, but in my belief, the future of the entire profession altogether. So let me be real clear. The purpose of this session is to make you aware that if you're a network marketer and you're listening to this session, there's a 95% chance that you're insane. <laughs> you're insane. Oh, that didn't sound too good. Let me, let me try that again. There's a 95% chance you suffer from a, di- a condition called cognitive dissonance because, and this is why, because the nature of the network marketing business model automatically over time, if you're not aware, if you're not aware, if you're not, if you, if you never heard this podcast and nobody's ever talked about this, but the reason 95% of you suffer from cognitive dissonance. And before I go any further, I know that everybody listening is thinking, well, that's, I'm, I'm part of the 5%. <laughs> I'm part of the 5%. No, you're not, dude. No, you're not, dudette. The odds are I'm talking directly to you. Again, remember, you know, we don't know what we don't know. We don't know what we don't know. Pigs don't know they stink. So there's a 95% chance you suffer from a condition called cognitive dissonance because the nature of network marketing, the nature of the network marketing business creates this state of mind. It really does. So it's my sincere hope that some career-minded network marketing builders who find this session will recognize this condition within themselves and deal with it to the very best of their ability, make adjust adjustments, a pivot to a new network marketing opportunity or an entirely new business niche. I mean, whatever is necessary for you to achieve your full upside potential. And, and please hear what I am saying. That's my goal here. It absolutely is. I, I don't need your business. I don't need your hate emails. I sincerely don't. I just hope that something that is said gets you to think and really engage and really consider. And then 
once you realize, hey, when I answer these questions, they really don't, it makes no sense at all. Uh, and, and maybe I need to pivot into a new company or a new totally different business niche. I just want people to achieve their full upside potential, and I don't care where or how they do it. And I know if you suffer from cognitive dissonance, it makes that almost an impossibility for that to ever happen for you. Listen, I personally have cognitive dissonance as it relates to uh, the Kentucky Wildcats basketball team, the University of Kentucky, and Coach John Calipari, who I couldn't stand as a human being when he first got here. I didn't like him at all when he first, you know, when Kentucky first hired him, I thought it was a terrible hire. But as I listened and I listened and I listened and he had, you know, and I asked myself some important questions. I mean, I love the guy now because he gets it. He understands his responsibility is not to the boosters. It's not to the fans. It's not to the administration of the college. He gets it. His his commitment, his loyalty is to his basketball team, to the players, period. And he doesn't care who is upset by that because that's the way he's going to operate his team, and it's the way he does. So when it comes to cognitive dissonance regarding Coach Calipari, the Kentucky Wildcats, I've got it. And, and, I, and I don't have the ability to process facts that are contrary to my beliefs surrounding the Kentucky Wildcats. And I'm going to defend Big Blue Nation to the end. And if I end up babbling like an insane idiot, uh, under no circumstances am I going to care about any college team that at the level that, that I will always love my Kentucky Wildcats, period. And I, I, I just don't care. And the same can probably be said for many of you listening to when we're talking about your favorite sports teams. A lot of you feel the same way about your team as I feel about the Kentucky Wildcats. And, and even if you're not a big sports fan and you're a casual fan, uh, you know, the people that I'm talking about that are like me that just can't hear anything except their own beliefs around their own, their team. I mean, you probably got an Uncle Harry like this or somebody. So even if you're a casual fan, you know what I'm talking about. And you probably understand also what happens to all the casual fans around you when your team advances in the Sweet 16 tournament or the NCAA tournament or the college football playoffs or, you know, if the Braves make it to the World Series, the Atlanta Braves make it to the World Series this year, everybody in Atlanta is going to be walking around doing the tomahawk chop. Everybody kind of gangs up, you know, piles on, becomes part of the cool kids crowd, I guess you would say. So some people, most of us, have cog cognitive dissonance around different things. We can have it around our denomination of our church, our denomination, or a political party, or maybe around their favorite child. I, I don't know how many people, I, it seems like on the news every night, you know, some misfortunate human being, uh, you know, is in a drunk driving accident, kills somebody, or 
something something bad goes wrong in their life, some youngster, you know, 19, 20, 22-year-old, and it seems like on the news they always have their mama talking about what a great young man he was and what a sweet boy he was or, or a, a fine young lady she was and so forth and so on because the parent has cognitive dissonance around their favorite child. That's just the way things work, guys. So the ability to see both sides of an issue and talk intelligently about it is really important. But it's beyond rare uh, when the subject matter really matters to us. If it's something we really, it really matters to us, like, you know, I, I stay in my lane and I use hockey as a lot, as an example, a lot in this podcast because I don't know anything about hockey. So I'm not going to pretend like I do. I'm not going to try to defend anything or anybody's opinion or, or anybody's attitude about a specific team or referee that, the referees hockey or anything else because I'm not in that loop. It doesn't matter to me. So I don't, I, it's impossible to have cognitive dissonance about something that doesn't matter to you. But when you, when you find things that really do matter to you, cognitive dissonance over time is almost a guaranteed mindset that will set in. So in our day to day life, having cognitive dissonance doesn't necessarily affect us negatively. You know, I can have cognitive dissonance about the University of Kentucky Wildcats. You can have it about the Alabama Crimson Tide or Ohio State or whoever you want. And we can be friends and we can get along and we can talk. And the cognitive dissonance doesn't really affect us one way or the other. It just is a state of mind that progresses for different reasons in different niches over a period of time. However... You're not depending on the team and the coach to help you create financial independence and a lifetime residual income. Did you hear what I just said? See, you, you, your cognitive distance towards your team, so, no big deal. However, again, that team is not, you're not depending on that team and that coach to help you create financial independence and a lifetime residual income are the network, the lifestyle that the network marketing industry can provide. There's a big, huge gap. There's a big difference. Does that make sense? Does that make sense to you? Now, you know, it, it's probably debatable, but in general, I don't believe having cognitive dissonance as it relates to a sports team or your favorite band versus somebody else's favorite band. You know, mine's Ario Speedwagon. If yours one, if you can, you can, if you love Journey, love Journey. I like Journey. But, you know, my favorite is Ario Speedwagon. Uh, so cognitive distance as it relates to sports teams or a band or your favorite comedian or most entertainers is not necessarily a bad thing. The only time it becomes a bad thing is when your favorite comedian, uh, whoever that may be, uh, has a huge screw-up in their life or, or has had patterns of screw-ups, Bill Cosby or whoever it might be. You know, I can I think about back about when Richard Pl- Richard Pryor was 
freebasing cocaine and the whole thing exploded in his face and he burned himself up. And all these people that just loved Richard Pryor and were defending him to the end that he wasn't, it was a conspiracy, blah, blah, blah. And, and what happens, see, when, 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 when a comedian and Richard, this is a good example. When Richard Pryor, I mean, the facts are right in front of us, the police reports, it's all right there, right in front of us. But when it goes against our cognitive dissonance that we have, because of the cognitive dissonance that we have, then we will start defending the undefendable. Whether it's a comedian or a band or a sports team or whatever. And when we start trying to defend the undefendable, we sound like we just escaped the insane asylum. Because everybody around us who can just sit back and look at the facts and is not emotionally connected to to that situation, they can just sit back, look at the facts, look at the numbers. There's no emotion attached to it, and they can come to a logical conclusion. And when you try to argue with logic and reason, you sound insane. You sound insane. So when this is applied to a business opportunity or a specific business niche that you're depending on for your future, this cognitive dissonance state of mind, uh, this cognitive dissonance state of mind, when, when it's applied to a, a business opportunity, is ultimately, and please hear me, is ultimately the difference between success and mediocrity. And most don't even understand this state of mind exists. So I am saying when you have cognitive dissonance around your opportunity, it creates a situation that absolutely will prevent you from fulfilling your true upside potential with the network marketing business model. And I hope you're hearing what I'm saying. When you have cognitive dissonance, it is impossible to achieve your full-time upside potential with the network marketing business model. And again, I'm not talking about any specific company, you know, and, and the ability to perform within that company. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about taking this business model and achieving your full upside potential with it when you have cognitive dissonance surrounding a specific company or a specific product or a specific person that does not have a track record of producing personal leadership on their team, then you're putting yourself at a disadvantage that ultimately it's not just a disadvantage. Ultimately, it's the determining factor between you achieving levels of mediocrity or levels of lifetime, life-altering success within the network marketing business model. You know, at one point on my journey, I called this destructive mindset, I just said, it, I called it MOM ego. And, and yes, because of the recognition aspects of network marketing, uh, it does create a kind of destructive ego within some people 
not all people, but within some, uh, especially those that didn't get enough attention when they were a child. But the state of cognitive dissonance is, is much, much deeper than a destructive MLM ego. And it's much more important, again, if you actually want to live the MLM dream and build a team and an income that you're proud of. You know, Einstein said it, insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. And when you look at 95% of network markers, what do they do week after week, month after month, year after year? They do the same thing over and over, hoping for different results, hoping that the poo-poo dust is going to fall on them, that lightning's going to strike. And then all the, all of a sudden one day, because they got in, stayed in and they were on their, their, their gurus. Uh, conference call every week or their Zoom call that all of a sudden lightning's going to strike and for some unknown reason they're all of a sudden going to, you know, be making a quarter of a million dollars a year and have a huge network marketing team that's just going to explode. It ain't going to happen. So the first question you need to ask yourself is why are you involved in network marketing today? Really? Take a few minutes. Why are you here? Why are you in this profession? What do you want to accomplish? And it's my personal belief that most network markers, when they first start, I mean, when I first started, man, I was determined I want to make $100,000 a year and I don't want a boss. And if I can accomplish that, life couldn't get much better than that. You know, yeah, I want to take my family to Hawaii. I want to, I want to qualify for the company's bonus car program. But the main thing I want is I want free. I want to be free. I want my freedom. And I was very passionate about that. And a lot of people join this profession. They have very strong, passionate reasons. Uh, however, over time, uh, because they're following their upline from deal to deal to deal, and stacking mediocrity, mediocre results on top of mediocre results. Their, their desires, their belief that they can diminishes and they eventually become a member of what I call the MLM social club. You know, most people have one mediocre year repeated 15 times. People say, well, Dale, I've got 15 years in, in network marketing. I say, awesome. How long have you been full time? Well, I'm not full-time yet because I, I can't give up my insurance or because whatever, whatever. It doesn't matter. It, it, the reality is you failed and you failed miserably. The path that you've been on is not taking you where you wanted to go. That's just the truth. And that's on you. Who have you been following? Where are they taking you? Where have they taken you? And, and again, I'm not trying to be rude or crude, but I'm trying to be very realistic. Realistic. So the first question you need to ask yourself is why are you involved in network marketing? What do you really want? And if you're not career minded, I wouldn't waste one more minute listening to this session. I wouldn't just just go listen to a replay of your last corporate Zoom or some fluff Eric Worre training or something. Okay, because you're not going to get any any happier listening to the rest of this session. So if, you, if you're not career-minded, it's like me trying to listen to a podcast about the rules of hockey. 
Okay, if you're not serious about your future and where you want to go, there's no value to you in continuing to listen. But if you're career-minded and you're not progressing at the rate you would like, I promise you, I promise, I can help you. I can help you. Will you let me? And I'm going to help you in the next five, 10 minutes. I'm not talking about buy my $97 coaching course or whatever, or my $997 seminar seat. I'm not talking about that crap. I'm not talking about that. I'm saying I can help you right now in the next five, 10 minutes. So the first thing you should be asking yourself is who is this person and why should be you listening to me or why should you care what I have to say? And I'm assuming this is for people that this is your first time ever hearing me, you can go to DaleCalvert.com and learn more than you would ever want to know. Um, the short story is I got involved in network marketing when I was 20 years old. I didn't have a clue what I was doing. My sponsor quit two weeks after I joined. Uh, I worked my butt off for five years part-time diligently, diligently. And finally, after five years, I was able to go full-time, you know, and I've never had a paycheck from a company since. And we we became the youngest sales coordinator in the history of the Shackley Corporation when Shackley was a 30-year-old company at the time. uh, I was the youngest sales coordinator in the history of that company. And I've had a lot of ups and downs and downs and ups, but I retired from building teams uh, when I was 39 years old. And the last five years, I made over $10 million my last five years in network marketing. I've lived the network marketing lifestyle. I've traveled all over the world, um, flown in private planes, you know, Dozens and dozens of times to different events. Uh, we had a corporate plane of the company I worked with, uh, you know, built a 17,000 square foot home on 100 acres in central Kentucky. Uh, you know, I've, I've lived the, the network marketing lifestyle and I retired from 39 because I saw the industry getting so far away from the core fundamentals that is, are required in order to build success. Uh started this podcast about seven years ago because I felt led to do so. Uh, and the last five years have been a journey. Uh, in 2023, I am building again. And in 2023, we will have helped between 30 and 100 people on our personal team start from scratch with no knowledge at all about the the trend that we were moving into, the niche, and start from scratch and develop a six-figure-plus income. Some people, multiple six figures, multiple six figures. A couple people on my team will will make a million dollars in 12 months working with us. And why is that? Because we, we know what we're doing. We find the right companies at the right time in history. And if it's not timely, we aren't in it. And we just know what we're doing. There's probably no team that I'm aware of or that anybody's shared with me on the planet that in 2023, at the time of this recording, our team, all of our team, all over the United States, all over the world, 
uh, the commissions that our team will earn in 2023, there's not any other team in the world that will achieve from zero to where we are what we've been able to do. And that's just the reality of the situation. Um, you know, I've already made over a million dollars this year personally. And, and and again, so that's just a little bit about me. Again, you can go to dalecalvert.com if you want. But but before you take advice from anybody, you should always ask, who is this person? What's their track record? And why should I be listening to them? Uh, it, you just should. So I love the network marketing business model. I absolutely despise what it's become. And I'll say that again. I'm not a hater. Say, well, Dale, you said 95% of people will fail because they will, dude. That's why I said it. And And I'm saying it because I hope you understand the difference, why some make it, some don't, and don't be part of the 95%. Yeah, Dale, but I've been in Melaleuca for 11 years, and I'm almost full-time. I could become full-time this year. My downline doesn't need to be hearing this crap. No, you need to get smart. You need to pivot into another company that's timely for you and for your downline. You get with the right company at the right time and the right team, you will be full-time. You can be full-time in a year to 18 months. If you go to work and you can help a lot of people, Melaleuca is over. It's dead. It ain't coming back. It peaked. It's not coming back. It's a great, solid company with good products. If you want to sell products and make a few hundred bucks a month, stay in Melaleuca. If you want to reach your full-time upside potential, Melaleuca and 95% of the other companies in this profession ain't it. I don't know what else to say. They just knocked the opportunity. Timing is important. So if you'll let me help you, uh, you know, I've heard it said the quality of our life is in direct proportion to the quality of questions we ask ourselves and then answer them truthfully. About 10 years ago, I remember somebody told me, Dale, common sense isn't common anymore, is it? And I thought, man, there's never a truer word spoken. That's right. Common sense is not common anymore. And, And what's happened, ladies and gentlemen, especially since, you know, streaming and the internet and smartphones, media has become masters at yanking our chains, at getting us all hot and bothered, disrupted. Today, if you're not part of a special interest group that is offended by something, then you're made to feel like you don't even matter. If you're normal, you don't matter. You've got to be, you've got to have something dysfunctional going on and, and feel like you're a victim. Uh, if you, if you want to live in today's world, I mean, and it's crazy to say that, but a lot of you know, that's really what it's come to. So common sense thinking people are the vast minority today. And, And it seems that we're in a constant state of distraction never taking the time to focus on what is really important to me in my life. What am I really trying to accomplish here? And I try to keep life and business as simple as possible. And I learned years ago how to ask myself the right questions and then honestly answer them. 
I've learned how to do that. And that has, that became a learned skill because it's not built into our DNA. It's not self-delusion. It's kind of in our DNA, you know. So I've learned how to ask myself the right questions and answer them honestly. Have you? Have you? Because it is a learned skill. So let me ask that again, because it may be my imagination, but I think that many honest human beings, honest human beings have developed the uncanny ability to lie to themselves, to lie to themselves. Many honest human beings have developed the uncanny ability to lie to themselves. Uh, at all times, I ask myself, is what you're doing now helping you grow as a person in one of the seven key areas of life? And Dale, if it's not, why are you doing it? I respect my time. I value my time. I don't waste my time. I have time scheduled for entertainment. I always have and I always will. And when I'm being entertained, it's usually watching uh, the Kentucky Wildcats play basketball or whatever. I'll be watching the World Series uh, this fall as I do most falls. But I'll also be multitasking while I'm watching a game on TV. I don't just sit there and watch TV. I'm always multitasking. But but that's my entertainment time. And there's seven key areas of life. I've talked about this multiple times. I'm not going to rehash it all. But there's seven key areas of life. Career, your financial life, your family, your spiritual life, your physical life, getting exercise, your social life, and then your 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 self-education, the mental aspect of life. Seven key areas. And at any time, if I'm doing anything that's not helping me grow, learn, and get better in one of those seven areas, uh, then I question myself. And I learned to do this years and years ago, and it served me well. And a lot of people just waste way too much time. I mean, we live in a world where most people are yanked around by their emotions all day long. They get all upset with their boss, with their coworker, with their spouse, with their kids, with their mama, with their daddy, with their sister, with their brother, with family, with neighbors. They get all offended and upset, and they're yanked around by their emotions all day long. And then they spend all of their free time trying to entertain themselves. Trying to entertain themselves. With Netflix or, you know, you know, whatever, however people get entertainment, video games, watching cat videos on YouTube, whatever. They spend all their time trying to entertain themselves or numb themselves over the bad decisions they've made in their life to try to not have to deal with it or think about it. And guys, that's what's going on today. From my perspective, that's just it. People you know, building somebody else's dream for eight, 10 hours a day, the time that they do have to themselves, they're not using it to get better and to improve and to improve their financial situation or their physical health situation or or their spiritual situation. They're using it to distract themselves from 
bad decisions maybe they've made in the past or to entertain themselves. So the secret of life, it really is to get through it and hopefully not make too many major bad decisions. If you can just get through it and not make too many major bad decisions, you're way, way ahead of the game because most people that make a major bad decision in their life spend the rest of their life uh, letting it continue to just beat them up emotionally. They do. We all hear about it. I mean, how many people do you know? You can look at them and say, yeah, 19 years ago, this happened. 14 years ago, this happened. And they never get over it, and they continually talk about it, and they're always bringing it up. So, again, the secret of life is to get through it without making any major bad decisions. And and every day, man, I, I mean, I, I look at different situations and people, and especially a lot of young people, and I think, there for the grace of God, go I. There for the grace of God, go I. And I just I I I I try to be as is is yin and yang and see both sides of everything on every issue the best that I possibly can and guard against cognitive dissonance. You know, Jim Rohn said that time management is the best kept secret of the rich. Time management is the best kept secret of the rich. And most people waste enough time every day if they applied that time correctly in the right way, that within a year, 18 months, they could replace their lousy job that they can't stand, and they could start really working towards financial independence. But they cannot master their time. They haven't mastered their time. So how much time on an average, on a, does the average person spend on social media every day? And the typical user spends two and a half hours a day on social media, according to the research firm uh, data reportal. Two and a half hours a day. That's 864 hours a year of scrolling through apps. And that is equivalent to about 36 days or a little over a month every year. And this time spent productively within the right network marketing company or income-producing activity of any kind, you know, any other side gig, spent right, spent correctly, something that would provide residual long-term income, can change your life. Two and a half hours a day. If you had two and a half hours a day that you could devote to building your own dream instead of somebody else's, it would change your life. I mean, everyone listening to my voice, I sincerely believe, has the ability to change their financial trajectory in a huge way with the network marketing business model, provided that they find the right opportunity at the right time in history. And that, you know, that eliminates 90% of the people because they're working the wrong companies at the wrong time in history. They have to find the right team with a proven track record of developing leaders and, and if they take the time to totally plug in and follow the systems provided, it could change their life. I tell our team members, give us one year of your life, and your life will change in ways that you can't even imagine right now. And I make this promise to everybody that joins our team because I'm never going to be involved in an opportunity that's not timely and does not make sense. I'm not going to do it. You know, I'm not going to do it. It makes absolutely no sense to try to build in the consumable products industry today 
and deal with the competition when you have 70% of the United States citizens have Amazon or are Amazon uh are members of Amazon. Why why would you try to fight something like that? And again, we ha- we we have a very documented proven franchise approach to building teams and we focus on skill set and mindset development because it takes both. And when when you can remove cognitive dissonance from your life and your business, uh, your business uh, your business is going to progress to the levels that you've always hoped for. Uh, because ninety five percent of other people in the network marketing niche that we call leaders suffer from cognitive dissonance. They suffer from that condition. They just do. So when you put together a team of people that have eliminated their personal cognitive dissonance and they rely on documented facts and documented trends and stats and numbers to motivate them instead of hype from leaders that they themselves suffer from cognitive dissonance, Nothing can stop you from progressing month after month and building a growing, duplicating team and income. And I said nothing. Nothing. Nothing can stop you. And I hope that makes sense. I hope that makes sense. It's just the truth. And we have examples after example after example of this, I mean, I just got this message earlier. Uh, it was from Kent Levine. He just put a post in one of our private groups. And he said, and, and Kent has been, I think, in three different companies in about four years. He's what I would consider a newbie. He, found, he loves the concept of network marketing, the residual income. He's tried three different companies. But the guy's smart. You know, he didn't just hang out in the social club. He's smart. He kept asking the right questions. He kept looking. He kept searching. And uh, he was in Mel Luca about 30 days ago. And he said in his message, he said, first, I'm thankful that Alan Knight sent that message out of the blue about a month ago. Uh, it's direct outreach, which self-proclaimed gurus would call spammy emails. Don't do spammy emails. <laughs> This is exactly why why direct outreach is the number one way to recruit people, because there's so many people on the network marketing hamster wheel. So anyway, Ken goes on. He says, I'm very thankful that Alan Knight sent me the message out of the blue about a month ago, and I'm equally thankful I felt prompted to read it and watch the video. I'm absolutely loving this, and I'm starting to see the big vision. Secondly, I love the Zoom meetings. Uh, we all get so much out of them. Great job, Dale Don. Uh, it's it's great to be on a Zoom where everyone is excited rather than being on Zooms that seem to be trying to revive the dead. Thank God for this opportunity. See you at the top. Uh, I read these every day, these type of messages and emails every single day. I mean, the track record is a track record. These stories are documented in multiple sessions throughout this entire process, or this entire podcast. And, and it's always been this way, always. This is the culture that we build. 
because it's the only way to do it. It's impossible any other way. I mean, go back and listen to session one of this podcast, The Joy Moore Story. Okay, that was recorded 20, 25 years ago. But but they're all the same because you know what? We travel. We all travel the same road if we do it right and if we really make it. And we're not faking it till we make it. And we really progress and change and grow and build a business that we're proud of. I mean, listen to the Kamala Robinson story here. I mean, Kamala spent 11 years with It Works. 11 years in a state of cognitive dissonance for 11 years. Her biggest check ever was $300. She said she's had months this, this year where she's made over $20,000. You can listen to Tom Terabasso. Uh, Tom spent five years with USANA. Same, same story, guys, over and over. Or even like Dan Bruning, who's been around this profession off and on for, you know, a traditional business owner really could never justify the time it took to build a network marketing team, but he's been around it. He's had his eye on it. You know, he got started with us when we made the pivot, you know, about a year ago. And, you know, Dan this year will make over $200,000. His first year, and he's part-time. I, I, I mean, he has a traditional business. The stories are endless. Our entire team is made up of these stories. And it has been my entire career. My entire career. Success leaves clues, ladies and gentlemen. Success leaves clues. Uh, this week, I was reading an article from a gentleman named Chris Marble. He's a co-founder of a company called uh, Pivot Development. And uh, it's just a corporate training company. And the name of the article was The Three Ways to Help the Crazy Person Inside of You. The Three Ways to Help the Crazy Person Inside of You. Number one, stop turning away from wise counsel. Learn how to identify wise counsel. In business or all aspects of life, let it come down to your mentor's track record. I thought that was very interesting. It's something I've been trying to communicate for many, many years. The reason a lot, the, one of the biggest reasons the network marketing profession is in the state that it's in is people have been listening to the wrong people. It's like they never stop and ask, who is this person and why should I be listening to them? It's just they never stop and ask that question. What is their track record? How many people have they personally recruited and helped become full-time? They're trying to teach me how to become full-time and reach my goals. Who have they helped do that? Important questions. Quality of our life is in direct proportion. The quality of questions we ask ourselves and then answer them truthfully. Number two in, in his article, The Three Ways to Help the Crazy Person Inside of You, you keep expired business relations and business opportunities open. Man, I thought that was fascinating. You keep expired business relationships and business opportunities open. Have you ever heard the, the term, if the horse is dead, get off of it? And see, a lot of people are just hanging out in companies and, and network marketing businesses, they know it's over. The momentum's already come and gone. You know, there's not going to be anything that's going to create that type of momentum again. And But because they have loyalties, maybe misplaced loyalties, then they just hang out. And, and that's fine for them. But how can you 
throw new people to the wolves when you know the opportunity is over. That's what I don't understand. And then you've got other people that have been following gurus from, you know, from, from this, this course is going, has been the one you've been looking for to this course is the one, this course is the one, this course is the one. And, and gurus have milked them out of thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars, making a lot of false promises. And it's like, you know, they've lied to you on multiple occasions. Why is that business relationship still open? I mean, the first time I heard uh, on a live podcast open for the public for everybody to hear, uh, I'm going to teach you how to be a well-paid network marketing consultant, even if you've never enrolled your first distributor or created your first customer. And, 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 for $97, I'm going to teach you how to be a well-paid network marketing consultant. But, of course, if you want to be a consultant, then it's probably good if you've had consulting yourself. So here's information how you can get involved in our consulting program and talking to newbies and people that don't know any better and saying, I don't care if you've never built a team. I'm going to show you how to be a well-paid network marketing consultant. I only had to hear that one time from Mr. Hignett to decide I'm never, I don't ever have to listen to another word that comes out of this liar's mouth. Because I understand where his focus is. It's it's on milking as many people as he can for as much money as he can, as quick as he can, until people find out. And when intelligent people figure it out, then what's it what's it gonna look like? So why do we keep you know and, and I'm I'm bad about this. I, I mean I, I really am. I mean I I kicked out two people today from our group that will never be back. They'll never be back. And I'm sorry that you were stressed out about your mama. I am. But it's unexcusable. I gave you one chance, second chance, third chance. You're out. I don't have to ever talk to you again. Don't ever post on our on our group page again. You're gone. We don't want you. We don't need you. This is not for you. You're in the wrong niche. Or go find or go join another company. But you're not going to be here because I'm not going to let you distract. Everybody else that is serious focused and moving forward. You know, you're a pig and you don't know you stink. And, and that's just the way I feel about it. I will give everybody the benefit of the doubt. But, you know, lie to me once, it's your, it's your fault. Lie to me twice, it's my fault. And that's just the way I have to operate. Uh, because I don't care what people say. I look at what people do. I look at their actions. I'm not their mama on the news saying, oh, they were such a good boy. They're such, I'm not, I don't play those games. That's not what this is about. This is serious. This is not a hobby. This is a business. My job is to help people get what they want. And I'm not going to let somebody else distract people that we don't need the distractions. We need focus. And then the third thing he said in the article, three ways to help the crazy person inside of you. It said, we are afraid to ask ourselves difficult questions and make pivots when necessary. That I mean, my gosh, I just I just thought this is just phenomenal. So if you're weekly listening to this podcast, uh, there's a wisdom of the ages quote that says to thy own self be true. Y'all have heard me say that quite a bit. To thy own self be true. And and I've said all that to say this. I can give you six questions to ask yourself right now. And if you answer these questions truthfully, 
they can put your business on an entirely new path, an entirely new trajectory. And I don't care if you've been in this industry 25 years, you've never had a $1,000 a month, but you love the people and you like, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you just started yesterday. I don't care. These six questions answered correctly can put you on a brand new trajectory. And primarily, I'm talking to people that have been here at least five, 10 years in that neighborhood. But this applies to everybody. And if what I've shared to you up to this point has been upsetting, then you're probably not going to want to hear these these six questions. I mean, there's another saying that the truth will set you free, but first it may piss you off. And these six questions will set you free. Absolutely will set you free. It'll it'll remove the cognitive dissonance that's inside every 95% of network marketers' brains. It'll remove it. If you're truthful with yourself and if you're ready. So I'm going to give you these six questions real quickly here, and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, and some are kind of statement questions. Number one, number one. How long have you been in network marketing? Have your dreams diminished and changed since you joined? How long have you, when did you join? What did you want when you joined? Now, how do you look at the, the possibility of achieving those reasons that you came here for? And have you fell into the social club trap? And see, what I see over and over, people join for financial independence, for financial reasons, and then they stay around because uh, they stay around because they have friendships and they're part of a group, and they've seen other people that have left the the group and got shunned. They've got literally shunned, uh, and you know, so they they're in it more for the social part, not really a business. Uh, but that's not why they joined, and it's sad that they accept that when they don't have to. And what they really don't understand is in every network marketing team that's run right, you're going to develop phenomenal relationships. And when people are making money and moving forward and everybody's progressing and the acronym our team has heard a thousand times, team together, everyone achieves more. When that happens and people are progressing and making money and rooting each other on, then you develop real friendships. Boxo friendships. As a matter of fact, our team's going to go on a cruise together here the first of next year. So, I mean, not company sponsored. It's just our team. So that does not diminish. It actually increases and becomes much stronger and much more real when you're building a real business with real products and, and real customers and you're building a real business. You're not just playing, playing network marketing. Uh, you're actually doing something. And then the second question is, how many people have you personally sponsored in the past 90 days? How many people have you personally sponsored in the past 90 days? How many customers have you added to your team? Customers. And is that enough? Is that enough? How many people have you personally sponsored in the past 90 days? How many customers have been added to your team? And is that enough? And sadly, there's people that, you know, 
they, you know, in, in the last 90 days, they've averaged two people a month or one a month or some people zero. And the truth is, it's my responsibility as a leader to help people, the right people, get their skill sets and mindsets to the point where they can consistently add month after month after month five new people a month. Because five new people a month, you control your own financial destiny. And that's the truth. And that's the culture of our team, helping people get to that five a month mark. So you know what you've done in the last 90 days to their own self be true. Is it enough? Number three, how many stories can you share of people in your company that joined with no success who are right now, right now as we speak, making it happen? That are that you've heard about their story and and how they're growing their team, and they've never been in network marketing before. They're brand new, they're just getting started. They've never had success, but they're joining, and things are happening in a big way. I'm not talking about they sponsor their aunt Martha and, and their aunt Harriet. I'm talking about really building something. You know, adding dozens of people to their team and dozens of customers, and you know, from from day one. How many people, stories could you share with me like that in your entire company? Not just on your personal team, but your entire company. I'll take a minute and let you think about it. And for most of you, I know and you know there are none. Enough said. Number four, do you honestly, from a business mindset, forget the company you're in, but just from a business mindset, do you really think there's a future with consumable network marketing products when you and I both know that 70% of the population in the United States are prime members with Amazon and I can go to eBay right now and look up your product, your consumable product, whatever it is, and we will find uh, former distributors dumping their products at pennies on the dollar on eBay right now, right now. Does, does it make sense? How does it make sense? You and I both know that for the last 50 years, network marketers have been going into the marketplace trying to convince people to change brands or to try their products, and the market is sick of it. They don't want to hear about it. They're disgusted with all these network marketing distributors trying to convince them to try their lotion, potion, and pills. You know that. I know that. That's the truth. You can admit it or not admit it, but to their own self be true. Do you really think the consumable products market is the best place to build a real business and a real team today? Number five. And this is important. This is really important. Why does the thought of leaving your insane asylum and joining a growing, productive team that will give you the best chance for financial independency and legacy wealth frighten you so much? Why does the idea of pivoting frighten you so much. And see, real entrepreneurs crave change. Wannapreneurs don't like change. 
They like being comfortable. And real entrepreneurs embrace change. They understand the power of the pivot. And maybe you just, you're, you just, you know, you've never developed it or, you know, fear, fear is, is a big part of it, I'm sure. But really, if you had to ask yourself this question and answer it, honestly, what is it? Are you here to create financial independence and legacy wealth? Are you here to hang out in the social club? I mean, and, and, and whatever your reasons are, they're yours. They're not mine. doesn't matter to me. But to their own self be true. Why does the thought of leaving your sane asylum and joining a growing productive team that gives you the best chance for financial independence and legacy wealth, why does that frighten you so much? That's a critical question that you really need to think about. You really need to think about it. And you need to really ask yourself, am I really serious about becoming financially independent and getting rid of my rotten job that I keep talking about? Am I really? Then why am I trying to build something with and with a bunch of uh, people that suffer from cognitive dissonance with consumable products that the market doesn't care about? Lastly, do your answers, your first answers here to these five questions that we've covered so far, do your answers show a personal track record of growth and progression, growth and progression based upon business principles? Or does your track record and the first five questions, does it indicate that your business is not a business for you. It's really just a social club. Maybe it was a business at one time, but it is reverted to a social club. So it's one or two. It's one or two. It's it's either one one or the other. It's not a combination. You either you either your business and your team is growing month after month or it's not. And if it's not then your business is in a social club. It's in a social club mentality. And quite frankly, many companies today are not even looking for entrepreneurs. They're looking for people that they can, that will join their social club and they can keep entertained. And and there's a lot of companies, that's really their thought. Get them in and keep them entertained, keep them in our social club. That's, that's true. It's not a business. They know it's not a business. They know they aren't attracting business-minded people anymore because why would they? So if you're going to make the changes, you know, you've got to focus on proper skill set and mindset training based around systems that work and are proven. And time management has to be a strong part of your culture. Uh because it is time management is the best kept secret of the rich and people have to get into a rhythm if they're part time. So there's some basic foundational things that we teach that you have to have if you're going to get break out of your social club world. But even if you do master your skill sets and master your time management and mass and master your your mindsets. If you're with the wrong opportunity at the wrong time in history, your upside potential is extremely limited. 
So just to kind of wrap this up, what is the only thing that's going to change the path that you're currently on? And you know your path. I don't. You do, though. And what is the only thing that you can do to change your path? And, you know, a lot of people are sitting around waiting for the company to come out with the new product, the new science behind the scientific papers behind their product. They're sitting around waiting. And every time I hear this, I kind of get this vision of, uh, of the inmates at the asylum waiting for the new board games to arrive. <laughs> We're going to get the new Monopoly. We're going to get the new whatever. I mean, it makes about as much sense. But man, companies are notorious at promising you new little red wagons to play with that's coming for, to you at conference. They're, they're constantly talking about the new product, the new ingredients, the updated ingredients in XYZ product, just trying to keep the carrot in front of you. And even if you ate the carrot, got to the carrot, the carrot doesn't mean diddly. So what? They have seven other ingredients now that they've added, higher quality ingredients. The market does not care. The market doesn't care. I mean, it's amazing, you know, what promising a new board game to the people at the insane asylum will do. So you got to get beyond that. You got to think bigger than that. You got to be stronger than that. I mean, you got to be more business minded than that. So uh, I'm going to share this with you and I'm going to wrap up. I wasn't going to do it, but I'll go ahead and do it just because it kind of drives home the point. Uh, There was some, post in a social media network marketing group and it said uh are consumable products done i don't think so or something like that and everybody was just jumping oh no i love my nutritional products oh i love my health products my vitamins are the best and everybody's just comment on how much they love their products they love their company and they love the science behind the product and you know network marketing companies are Consumable products companies are always in the top 10 in the world, blah, 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 blah. It was just on and on and on. And it was just, I mean, it it was making me throw up in my mouth, honestly. And so I had to respond. And I said, I love the question. And the response just confirms to me that as human beings, we see things not as they are. We see things as we are. And I would have said, based upon our own cognitive dissonance, but I know 99% of the people would not know what I'm talking about. The numbers are the numbers. There's no opinions or emotions in the numbers. It's not 2012 anymore. Ignoring the facts does not make them go away. It has been reported that 70% of the American population owns an Amazon Prime membership and the rest probably use their relatives' accounts. Vitamins are top sellers on Amazon. eBay is full of consumable products company distributors dumping their products on eBay for pennies on the dollar. The truth is, the market is burnt out. Customers have been pitched consumable products by MLM companies for 50 years. They're tired of hearing about it, and they don't care. Amazon is easy for them. 
Customers just want to be left alone and for MLM distributors to go away. That's the truth. We all know it. And the quicker you can admit that, there's probably, it's probably going to be the faster way, the faster that you'll be able to find a solution. It's sad, but the numbers show the consumable products MLM era is coming to an end. I'll talk about this in great detail in the podcast session, Consumable Products MLM Companies or Blockbuster. And that session is available on YouTube. I'll try to put the link in the description. In the very small number of cases where a consumable product MLM program does get off the ground and create growth for a few months, they usually flatline soon after. So when an MLM product-based MLM company does happen to have a successful launch, the real question is why? How could they be have a successful launch? Because the market does not care. It's because Is it because their products are so unique that real customers want the product? and cannot live without it? Of course not. It's because they are attracting a large number of distributors who are leaving other companies. Is that real growth in this industry? Of course not. We're not attracting new customers. We're just attracting opportunity seekers from one company to the next. If your customers are your team members, your upside potential is very limited in my opinion, you don't have a real business. I love consumable MLM products and use many from various companies, but expecting those without a team to build a team and get to a full-time income in the consumable products niche is business suicide. It's not going to happen from this point forward in history. And Ladies and gentlemen, if you've made it to the end of this session, congratulations. If nothing else, I hope I've planted the reality seed deep and open up your mind to the whole concept of cognitive dissonance that's happening all around you every single day. And I, and, and I hope you see how easy it is to see in others but difficult sometimes to recognize in ourselves. I mean, they're Tennessee fans that actually think that they're relevant, they're they're meaningful, that they mean something to the national college football scene, and 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 everybody. I mean, they really believe that, and there's others who believe the Philip Firmer curse is real. But everybody that's not in that world and heavily invested in that world know what's going on. I mean, it's pretty evident when you're not in the middle of it. But when you're in the middle of it, you know, you you develop this cognitive dissonance. And everybody knows Tennessee hasn't been important since since Peyton Manning retired and or since Peyton Manning left Tennessee to join the NFL, and Peyton Manning's already retired from the NFL. So it's been a long time since Tennessee has been anything to the college football scene. But again, cognitive dissonance. You know, you cannot afford to have it when it's, when it's making an impact around your financial future and the time you're wasting. 
I mean, I had no loyalty to any network marketing opportunity or company. Uh, my loyalty always has been and always will be to our team. And it's my responsibility as a leader to make sure I put them in a situation where they can win and to get all cognitive dissonance as possible, as much as possible, removed and get them focused on trends, facts, numbers, wisdom of the ages, principles, things that really matter and that can move the needle forward. And for the record, just for the record, uh, but as we wrap this up, uh, I know <laughs> that I found the last MLM company experienced leaders will ever join. I mean, most of people, you know, they're going to they're going to bum around in in these blockbuster nutritional companies, you know, listening to people in the sane asylum. And, and it's just not going to change. It just is what it is. Cognitive dissonance is real, whether you believe it or not. But not all. And some people hopefully found this podcast. You don't want to give up on the network marketing business model. You're not ready to pivot into another business niche. And you want to really build something significant that can be passed down to your children and can provide a unique lifestyle for you and freedom. And if that's you and you want to know what the next big thing is going to be in the last MLM company, uh, most experienced leaders will join. Uh, and the reason that we have five, six, and seven-figure earners, even company owners joining us, uh, you can get the, the details. You can go to lastmlm.com, lastmlm.com. But regardless, I hope that uh, I hope that I've given you something to think about because your time is the most valuable asset that you have. It really is. And, you know, there's people that are gun-shy building their teams because they know their products are available on eBay at pennies on the dolly, dollar. Or they know people at work are sick and tired of network marketers trying to pitch products and services. Their family members, you know, they've already pitched their family members seven times on the last seven companies they were in. There's a lot of people that are in this state of mind. So they just kind of hang out in the social club acting like they're in business. You're not. You're not. If you're going to be in business, be in business. If you're going to build a network marketing team, get lined up with the right company, right time, right team at the right time in history. Cut some ties and go for it. Or don't. But don't don't fool yourself. Don't stay in a state of cognitive dissonance. Get real with the facts. Get real with the way it is. Thanks for listening. This is Dale Calvin. I hope you have a phenomenal week. And we'll talk to you next week on another session of the New Era of Wealth Building Podcast. Did you enjoy this story? Then you will probably enjoy some of the other sessions of this podcast. You can visit MLMSuccess.com and see a full playlist of the podcast since the day we started. Would you like to put some faces with the voices? Then search for Dale Calvert MLM Success Podcast on YouTube and follow us there. Please leave a comment on YouTube and let our special guests know how their story inspired you or affected you. Dale spends most of his social media time in private groups he has founded, but you can follow his public Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Dale Calvert page. 
And of course, your comments and feedback on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you access this podcast is always appreciated. Thanks for listening, and we will be back next week and share with you another real success story that is happening right now in this new era of wealth creation that most still don't know exist. Yet. <laughs>